Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the Kami Dogu podcast. My name is Christopher Veljanovsky, and sitting beside me in the virtual podcasting booth is the man, the myth, the legend, Toasty. <laughs> hey, guys, how's it going? So I guess we'll kick things off this very first episode. Maybe we'll discuss, you know, how we got into Mortal Kombat and um, some of our greatest memories. So, uh, Toasty, did you want to kick things off? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so Mortal Kombat's been in my blood for pretty much my whole life. Um, starting at around the age of three years old, um, I remember sitting on the carpet floor in front of my box TV and... Um, it was on the Super Nintendo specifically. I was playing the Mortal Kombat port with my father. And uh, I just absolutely fell in love with uh, the characters and uh, the whole feel of the game. It was just so different. Because later on I tried Street Fighter and things like that. But uh, it just wasn't really for me. It didn't have that, uh, that uh, particular feel to it. And so yeah, the first game just blew me away. And uh, then it was actually... Uh, my parents that introduced me to the the movies and uh, later onwards uh, the television show Conquest and uh, it it just you know all these characters and, and all these different media streams they just um, became like family to me and they grew on me and to this day you know it, it still lives up and uh, I still have such a passion for the franchise. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, during the nineties and early two thousands, I have so many fond memories of Mortal Kombat, you know, as a kid, you know, I'd make pillow forts and, uh, just play Mortal Kombat all day, eat chocolate, you know, I can't get much better than that. <laughs> and, um, I remember in school, you know, uh, everyone is, during recess is playing hopscotch and Pokemon cards and, and marbles, you know, things like that. But, you know, I was always just that, <laughs> I was that one cool kid yep. who would uh, pretend that he is in the Mortal Kombat world. And I would always kind of put my persona as Quan Chi and um, my buddies <laughs> were like Scorpion and stuff like that. And, you know, we'd fool around, you have fun like that. And, um, yeah, and then I just remember the teacher, she would get all frustrated with me, and uh, she'd point her finger at me and be like, hey, hey, you, get over here. And I would just <laughs> bust out laughing. I'm like, I don't think she gets it. <laughs> just start laughing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. And uh, lastly, uh, I was kind of the class clown. Uh, I would always get in trouble you know i'd just be that one person in the background you know, fatality and stuff like that and he'd be like get out get out like, um so you know just a lot of good memories and uh playing uh, on the actual arcade machines with my father um mortal kombat 4 in particular i played the most um uh, again i had a big fascination with quan chi still do um and i my father was often a reptile and uh, just a lot of good memories there how about you chris yeah, well, it's funny actually that you mentioned the school thing because um, there was a Time Zone magazine, which is an arcade here, um, back in the day. And when Mortal Kombat 2 was out, I, I remember fondly going into the library with my cousin and my best friend. And they released these posters um, and they had photos of every single special move and every fatality. And we would literally sit in the library every single lunchtime and like study them. And, and um, I guess... You know, I don't remember exactly when I started playing the game. I was a Street Fighter and a Mortal Kombat fan. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I do remember, 
you know, I did prefer Mortal Kombat. And um, I played it a lot with my cousins and, you know, we had friends around a few streets away. And it really got me into martial arts as well. Um, I love the Japanese, Asian sort of influence. I love the music. Absolutely. I love the, the crispy sounds. And I, I remember every Sunday, uh, my dad and I used to go into the city and they used to have a $10 uh, free, free play. You know, I'd be running low on credits and I'd be like, Dad, go get him, you know, and the guy would run over, <laughs> unlock the cabinet, push the button a few more times and you hear, excellent, 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 which was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was amazing. Um, there's actually a heartbreaking moment um, that I need to share. I'll try, I'll try not to, to cry when I say this. Um, but for the very first time, I got up to Kintaro in the arcade and mind you, at the time I was like seven years old. So this is a big deal. Sure. I don't think anyone had really gotten that far because... You know, the kids around me were really reacting. And I got to Shao Kahn. Oh, and then things okay. got really exciting. And, yeah, you know, I was getting right to the end of that hour. And I had like one or two credits left. Anyway, Shao Kahn kicked my butt, as you'd imagine. <laughs> I hit start one last time to continue. Chose Raiden. And just as the fight started, an older kid came up, threw a dollar in, and hit start. And oh, and before you know it, he kicked my butt. So I lost my credit, and then he took over fighting Shao Kahn. And I remember walking out of the um, the arcade in tears. <laughs> so um, oh wow, <laughs> yeah, that was probably the one and only time I got to Shao Kahn in the arcade. And um, that's brilliant. Whoever that kid is, you know, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah man that that's that's an incredible story man that's really cool yeah, and more or less you know i've been a mortal Kombat fan literally since the beginning mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah we had the the mortal Kombat movie came out a few weeks ago um we were looking to yeah. record this quite a while ago but um you know some things happened and we never got there um so yeah, yeah. life you know yeah exactly <laughs> what, what do you think about the movie uh, I thought the movie was absolutely brilliant. Um, again, uh, you know, there's a lot of different opinions out there. Um, but uh, for what it was, uh, I think it was um, a lovely start to a cinematic universe. Um, I think the portrayal of a lot, uh, pretty much almost all of the characters were, were done very well. Uh, and I think that is the biggest strength, in fact, of the film are the performances themselves that they just blew my mind uh, they were so incredible um but i think what a lot of people can agree on is um i think uh the, the script could have been a little bit better you know in a lot of areas uh but again this is just a starting point and uh, there's so many different paths that um you know this can lead to so i'm very very excited to see where they'll go from here you know, it, it was a different direction compared to the original movie because there was no tournament. Um, and I think yes. they went for that more emotional feel to it. Um, well, which I like. I like that, yeah. though. Yeah, and yeah. I think it, it does a, appeal a little bit more to the casual. So, you know, someone that doesn't necessarily know about Mortal Kombat could easily watch this and, and get a general gist of how it all works and, and what the movie's about. Um, Very true. I definitely think the casting was fantastic. Um, you know, oh, yeah. looking at the list of who was there, I think, I think everyone did a fantastic job. Um, oh yeah. So I guess maybe we should go through the, the individual 
actors and actresses performances to, yeah, yeah and we'll just give a a general um you know opinion of what we think so um i guess we'll start off with uh, hiroyuki sanada as hanzo hasashi and scorpion mm-hmm yeah, so um, I personally thought he. I think I think I first saw him in uh, the Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. So yeah, he, he was really intense and incredible in that movie. And when I saw him oh, cast the Scorpion, I got super excited. Um, Same. And you know that the opening scene in the movie to me is a solid ten out of ten. Like oh god, he yeah. absolutely nails it the the set considering it's set in australia and we ne- don't necessarily have those pine forests i think it looked incredible oh, um yes. but he has this real intensity you know even toward the end the fight with um sub-zero um he, he was just he was just fantastic he i don't think i could have chosen anyone else for that role i think he was absolutely perfect absolutely i i highly agree uh he's he's very convincing um very uh, brilliant portrayal of the character for sure. Um, one of the finest performances of the film, hands down, I would Absolutely. say. Uh, and like you said, uh, there's definitely an intensity. Um, and uh, in terms of the fight choreography between him and Joe, uh, they just nailed it, as you said. Uh, it was so much fun to watch. And I have to say, and I've mentioned this before, I actually think the first uh, 10, 15 minutes of the film is actually the best part of the of the entire Definitely. movie. Uh, it was just so beautifully directed. Yeah. It, it, like, I couldn't believe it. Um, but then, you know, after that whole... Um, uh, long extensive scene it, the movie kind of drastically just takes a, a, a completely different turn and and uh you know it, it was good for the most part but there were some things that i was kind of unsure about of course but um but yeah honestly uh, seeing uh those first few minutes of the film it just made me start thinking you know imagine what they can do with some origin stories you know yeah like like uh, the story of sub-zero of behan and kuai liang and them growing up and and joe taslam mentioned how they're like half a Dinian and stuff like that and it would just be so interesting to kind of explore that whole ordeal yeah and i think the the performances were that good that i think you know in, in many ways this was almost like an avengers film where or like a justice league where sure. you've got all these characters and any of those characters could break off and have their own movie. Moving on to Joe Taslim as Bihan or Sub-Zero, like I was actually quite surprised at how intense his performance was and how powerful Sub-Zero oh, yeah. was in this movie because, you know, there's always, you know, your, your power plays like your Quan Chi's and your Shinox. Um, and Sub-Zero has never really been at the top in terms of, you know, he's never been a boss or anything like that. But in this movie he just had this real intensity and and every time literally every time you saw sub-zero you're like oh crap what's happening now like (laughs) he's terrifying yeah like the scene where he (laughs) explodes jax's arms or the scene where he's turning snowflakes into you know raining shards of ice like you know it was yeah that one buddy gets nailed in the face yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah like um i think joe did an absolutely incredible job um, and again, going back to the the fight scene at the end of the movie with um, Scorpion, like Hiroki. he he did an amazing job. Um, and I think in terms of the direction, you know, the all of the ice creations, you know, the swords, the, oh. the ice wall that oh, he gosh. smashes through, like that looked absolutely fantastic. 
Yeah, that that really impressed me, actually. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess next we've got, excuse my pronunciation, uh, Tadanobu Asano as, as Raiden. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, see, Raiden's interesting because, you know, we have Carlos Pacina in the games. To me, that's like, you know, he's the OG Raiden. Um, sure. Richard Epcar in the games. To me, that, and, uh, you know, opinions are opinions. You know, people will disagree, but I think he is the voice of Raiden. Oh, for sure. Um, he's been in many games now, and I think, you know, every time I hear him speak, it, it's like, ooh, Raiden's here. Um, <laughs> but I really loved this Raiden as well. Um, Me too. I thought he brought the perfect amount of intensity to Raiden without trying too hard. Um, True. I mean, at the start, I thought it was cool how he was carrying the little baby out, you know, and, and, his, <laughs> and his entrance, you know, you... You see Hanzo, you know, descend to the nether realm and then it starts raining and then bang, there's this huge bolt of lightning. And I remember like as a kid, you know, you'd run around the playground and you'd put your hand up and you'd be like, you'd pretend that you teleport in and you'd, you know, you'd go <laughs> yeah, to a yeah. swimming pool and you'd push yourself off the wall and pretend you're doing his torpedo, um, you <laughs> know, brilliant. all the silly things that kids do. Um, of course. So yeah, just literally to see him with the staff and to see him was fantastic. Um, in a way, I kind of wish he did fight a little bit. Oh, uh, I know. Because they, they did push the point that, you know, he's not, he doesn't really get involved, but he mm. does have a place in the game and he does fight. So it would have been nice to see maybe between him and Shang Tsung just a little something. Um, but I guess it's a taste of things to come. To, in many ways, this movie did feel like a bit of a, no pun a prologue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so it seemed like a bit of a prologue, so it's a good setup. And if they do renew yeah. it for a sequel, I think, um, you know, I think we will see him fight a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what did you, what did you think about his performance? You know, uh, yeah, this is a very interesting one. I thought Asano was was marvelous. Um, yeah, I was really impressed. Uh, now it's funny because out of the entire main cast, um, he's the one that I find. Um, from amongst the community there's the most mixed feelings are actually from from Raiden uh, a lot of people I guess are just so used to uh, sort of that whole 90s Raiden you know what I mean cracking jokes mm-hmm. left and right and and all this but um, uh, and a lot of people thought uh, Raiden was almost um, for lack of a better word a bit too much of an arsehole in this movie <laughs> like why are they so mean, why is he so mean to like Sonya and stuff like this but yeah. I don't know um, in my opinion um, I, I really like this betrayal because, uh, he's a very stern, he's a, you know, I'm not here to mess around. We're here to do this. He, he's a God. And you yeah, know, he's got that intensity that, you know, you yeah. don't want him to simply be, you know, airy fairy. He's like, you know, exactly. I'm, Earth realm. I'm in business. Don't mess yeah. with me. But I liked it. It was a more of a of a realistic portrayal, in my opinion. I mean, I love Chris Lambert, Jeff Meek. They're amazing. But uh, this one um, uh, really stood with me as well. Uh, yeah. I don't want to open up a whole new can of worms here either. But um, uh, a lot of people were speculating that maybe he was so harsh and stuff like this. Uh, because if you did notice, uh, uh, Shinnok's amulet is in fact in Raiden's temple. Some people think that maybe that's corrupting mm-hmm. him a little bit, <laughs> yep. but I think yep. that's yep. that's reaching. But I mean, uh, Greg is brilliant, uh, and he could easily incorporate something uh, with that. 
uh, so that's pretty cool too. Uh, like you said, I hope in the next uh, film they will show off Raiden a bit more, not only in screen time, but um, you know his abilities and and perhaps to, to get into combat a little bit at least, because uh, Raiden's one of the most OP characters, and we just did not see enough of him in this film, and I think that is one of my biggest things for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So next up, we've got um, Lewis Tanner's Cole Young. So. Mm -hmm. I think fans were really, I guess, concerned when they heard that there was going to be a character called Cole Young because, you know, I think the, the letters WTF came up uh, because <laughs> no one, yeah, no one, no one knew who he was. Um, and I guess when the synopsis was released and they were, you know, they were talking about an MMA fighter who wasn't doing well. Yeah. Um, a lot of people got worried, but overall i think it, it worked and lewis did a fantastic job portraying he did. cole he um did, you know you you definitely fell for him um you know he had a story he had a wife and a, and a daughter mm -hmm. and um you know he discovered his ability which was quite an interesting one um very interesting but think, different yeah to see him teaming up with you know his ancestor scorpion at the end of the movie that was yeah, pretty cool that was um, pretty bold. to see them fight together um and at the end of the movie, you know, when he's, you know, saying he's he's hanging up his his boots and he's going to Hollywood, and then you know you see the the Johnny Cage who was obviously not in the movie, which was an interesting choice as well. Um, I think it's set up. I think it was a great way to end the movie, and uh, yeah, you know, Johnny's going to be in the next movie, which you know, of course, he oh will for be. sure, yeah, um, yeah, that was a, a perfect segue into, you know mk2 so to speak certainly certainly yeah um i thought um uh, he really redeemed himself uh, i think he made it very unique and um you know i i in no way hated it or anything like that um uh you know one of the biggest complaints of course were that a lot of people wish that uh, a main a main character from the games was kind of took the limelight in a, mm -hmm. a similar role. Like a lot of people initially wanted Johnny Cage. You know what I mean? It's like, well, why not introduce us, you know, to this whole new world with Johnny Cage? I think that would be better. That's what a lot of people were thinking. But at the same time, what you got to realize is, in my opinion, anyway, um, I think there would be a huge kind of clashing with uh, uh, the comedic reliefs between Kano and Johnny Cage. And I think it would be maybe True. like an overabundance of comedy, I think. And yep. so I do understand in that sense um, why they kind of wanted to stray away from that. But yeah, I thought Lewis was, uh, he was great. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with this character next. Definitely. Um, Jessica McNamee, I think, did a fantastic job portraying Sonya. I think... Um, you know, we've got, you know, Kerry Hoskins, for example, in the games and to many, she's the OG Sonya and even Elizabeth Malecki from the first game. But in terms of the movies, I think Jessica just owned this role. I think she has Thank the you. look, the way she, the way she portrayed Sonya was amazing. Good God. And, yeah. um, you know, from when she was first introduced throughout the movie, when she fought the attitude, I just thought she was absolutely perfect nailed it yep definitely um, she almost somewhat resembles gary hawkins too that some people have been saying and i can see that and i'm like oh that's interesting yeah yeah she she really yeah. like nailed the look and, and the essence of the character everything she was just brilliant yeah and i think her and josh lawson who portrayed kano had a very <laughs> very natural chemistry um yeah i mean I, a lot of people have said this but josh 
absolutely owned this movie. He stole like, every scene in know, the movie, bro. <laughs> you know, like, like I got an early, uh, got an early glimpse of the movie before it came out in cinemas, and I had to watch it at a very low volume because my son was downstairs asleep. Um, but I did go and watch it with a couple of friends last Saturday at the movies. Awesome. And I mean, I don't know the status of everyone in the cinema, but I'd assume that you know, a percentage of the people who were watching you know, may not have been fans or, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the laughter that was coming <laughs> out of the the, the audience was incredible. Yeah. And, it, and it really added to the atmosphere of the movie. Like, I think he had some of the best one-liners that I've ever heard in a movie. Hey, um, Kong Pao. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought he, he had the look. I, I think... I think it was interesting that they didn't go for that metal faceplate, um, but it still worked. And I think the way he found his arcana, like that dinner scene, well, one of the best scenes in the movie, was incredible. Um, <laughs> you know, anyone who's seen the movie, when you when you say, oh, "How about that dinner scene?" They're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Oh yeah. You know, you if you come to Australia for a holiday, this is who's going to meet you at the airport. You know. <laughs> And I enjoyed his performance so much, I could probably, you know, fill out a, an entire podcast just talking about his character. But um, I, oh, a lot of people yeah. have mentioned that Quan Chi's amulet was never actually seen put back on that pedestal in Raiden's temple. So that's true. <laughs> you know, and, I, and and considering how popular his portrayal was, to me, it's a mm -hmm. no-brainer that he does come back to life somehow. Next up, we've got Mecca Brooks. Um, as Jax. Now, I personally thought he had the, the perfect look. Um, I thought he nailed the performance. Um, it was interesting how his arcana was, you know, the establishment of his arms. So he had the, the rather weak metal arms. Um, and then, you know, suddenly yeah. they power up and he's super strong. Um, that was common men's voices. Yes, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think he nailed it. And, you know, it was cool to see his head clap fatality on Reiko. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, Makad was uh, was brilliant. Uh, I really liked his betrayal, too. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. Um, what about Chin Han as Shang Tsung? Carrie brought something very, very special, so it's kind of hard to top that. But I think um, what... Chin, Shin Han created was uh, was good. He made it his own, and I appreciated that. You know what? I honestly wish we could have seen more of him as well. Uh, and yeah. a lot of people uh, have been talking about that one scene where he's walking in Outworld with Melina. He looks like he's all kind of uh, almost bruised up and dirtied up, and it's like, well, what the yeah, hell he, happened yeah, there? Sort of like, like, yeah, 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 like, you know. Like a black kind of powder all over his face, and yeah, you know, what, yeah, yeah. and and some people speculate uh, towards the end of the movie uh, where Raiden is confronting Shang Tsung, it almost looks like there was perhaps supposed to be a little bit more to that scene, like something was cut out, and and maybe that's a possibility. And uh, you know, it's just a shame that uh, that Shin Han didn't get more screen time. I would have loved to explore his character more because um, we just didn't quite get enough of it uh however i thought personally the the soul steel scene w uh, was was fabulous i really really enjoyed it that very was really good. MK, yeah very mk2-esque yeah it was brilliant absolutely um 
next up we've got Ludi Lin as Liu Kang. Oh man! So I, I thought, yeah, I thought he he was fantastic. Um, I mean, Robin did a great job in the first movie, but I think Ludi was just absolutely perfect. Yep. Um, he looked the part. He when at one point when he actually had his shirt off and he was flexing, he kind of reminded me of like a Bruce Lee. And I was like, <laughs> wow, like you know, he this guy has got some real power behind him. Just the way um, he spoke sometimes, he just reminded me so much of Bruce Lee. My God, he did yeah. such a, a good job with that. Yeah. yeah, like really, really humble, but had yeah. like a real power behind him. Such a sweetheart um, too, eh? Let me warm you <laughs> with his yeah. little blazer. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was exactly. brilliant. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, what about Max Huang as uh, Kung Lao? Oh, another phenomenal casting. Um, he looked yeah. really good. Like that oh, costume. And Good. the hat, he just looked yes. the part. Yeah, him and Cabal, best attires of the entire film. And um, yep. yeah, Max uh, really, really impressed me because um, this was, I, I want to say, I think this was his first big kind of like uh, like Hollywood performance, you know what I mean? So it was a big deal for him. Uh, like usually he, he's kind of concentrated and focused on the whole stunt stunt coordination kind of thing but uh yeah he um he he was a big deal in this movie and um his his fight scenes in particular uh he he nailed kung lao's character so well some some of his moves it looked like it was taken directly from deadly alliance and some yep. parts from mk11 it was amazing what he his did. entrance through the floor that was that was <laughs> epic Yes. When he yes, appeared, yes. I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> loved Max. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I hope he he comes back. Him and Ludi, because um, they were some of the best performances of the film. And uh, to see their uh, uh, shell and monks uh, type film would be a real uh, a pleasure. Definitely, that would be mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, now, Sissy Stringer as Melina. What did you think about her performance? Uh, a lot of people complained about her look. It didn't look anything like the traditional Molina we 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 know, but um, I, I thought uh, she looked uh, quite good for 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 what was shown. Um, a very different, dark kind of approach. Um, you can tell just from the editing of of the film that um, a lot of her fight scene, I think, fight scenes uh, were kind of. Uh, cut a little bit um mm -hmm. but uh hopefully we'll see a bit more i know todd garner confirmed we will see some deleted scenes and stuff like that so i'd love to see uh, more of her i liked how they didn't uh make melina kind of like that silly kind of slutty <laughs> type of yeah. type of persona yeah was it good for you you know like, i don't know I don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think yeah. um i would have liked to have seen a little bit more purple on her costume sure sure and I think as she as the movie progressed and you saw, you know, her mouth open, that looked like, you know, the Melina that we all know and love oh, or hate, yes. depending on who you ask. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, yeah, she did a great job. And, um, yeah, I know, she, again, I know she died, but hopefully she'll be back because I think, you know, if we saw Katana's fan in Raiden's Temple in the background mm -hmm. of one of the scenes. So hopefully, you know, we'll probably get Katana in the next movie, I think. Oh, I, I, I and, think I think her and Johnny are the biggest ones for sure that are yeah. going to be in the sequel, yeah. And I think, you know, if Melina came back in some way of, you know, shape or form, I think that would be pretty interesting. But, yeah. Nathan Jones as, as Reiko. What did you think about Reiko? 
Oh man, uh, I love Nathan. I think he's he's great. But in terms of the direction of his character, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was very very disappointed. Um, now I I've spoken to Nathan a little bit, and he said that uh, some of his scenes were uh, cut exceptionally. Uh, he actually did have some dialogue in the movie. I, I can now confirm this, and okay. so that is very very uh, interesting to me. Uh, I think it would have been uh, very beneficial to have that dialogue, you know, to sort of make the audience bond to his character a little bit. But in this particular case, he had no dialogue whatsoever. He just seemed like some brute, you know, yeah, just, ah, yeah. ah, oh, <laughs> like, holy crap, like, man. <laughs> yeah, he literally just grunted the whole movie. Yeah, um, it, which is it, unfortunate. It seemed like Reiko to me. Like, Reiko hasn't been in a lot of games, but to me, that that wasn't Reiko at all. Sure, that was a yeah. totally different character. I didn't um, like the face pain either, personally. <laughs> yeah, Reiko's never really been a brute. He's he's just been like a normal guy. He's a strategist. Um, he he leads armies. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. He doesn't just hold a hammer and you know. And, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought that was, and it's nothing against Nathan's performance. No, I think he did a no, great no, job. no, no, no. He was um, intense, man. He was. Yeah, terrifying. he was intense. I think, I think if if it was written a little different, yeah, I think he would have done a you know a great job portraying Reiko, but i think yeah it was a very strange choice yes and character wise too I, I thought um you know some of the character choices were a little interesting um and i think Reiko was one that had a few people scratching their heads because yeah. he kind of didn't really serve too much of a purpose in this movie aside from true you know, being the the grunting guy that swung a hammer around yeah but but matter of fact because of that specifically um, I actually, uh, he's one of the characters I want to see back the most just so they can redeem his character. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Make it something really yeah. special and, and show us, you know, the Reiko that we all really wanted to see. He's the one I really want to see back. And Nathan's a good sport, man. I, I think that would be fantastic for Definitely. sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Daniel Nelson as Cabal. I thought Cabal was fantastic. Um, <sighs> I thought, yeah, I thought that Nalty's costume, it was a little darker than, um, you know, the games, but sure. um, I think they did a great job. I think, you know, seeing his, you know, his his moves, seeing him Looked beautiful. zooming around against yeah. um, Luke Kang, that was fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, now, I believe he was voiced by Damon Harriman. He was, um, yes. I, yeah, I thought the voice was fantastic. And, I thought um, it, was, it was perfect, magnificent, yeah. Yeah, I, th I think, yeah. Again, Cabal was a very interesting choice, but I think he was a fantastic <clears throat> choice. And he, you know, he fit in perfectly. Again, the costume was terrific. Uh, he was uh, incredibly dedicated and serious to the role. Uh, he personally asked the outfitters to incorporate some neat Easter eggs into the, into the costume, uh, such as the... Uh, uh, the tooth there that you can see in some that scenes. Really cool. um, he also has Stryker's uh, police badge, believe it or not. Mm. Uh, now, you know, he kind of says, you know, maybe there's a story behind that. And, you know, that makes you think of back in um, in MK9 when you see him working with the police force and all this. And um, so, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, the scene with uh, him and Kano when they were stalking Raiden's temple, uh, that is uh, one of uh, the stronger scenes in the film as well. It was, it was, uh, it was fantastic Definitely. seeing them kind of clash like that, you know? And I guess the, the final one we'll mention, which is Mel Johnson as Natara. I thought, I thought Natara was 
again, an interesting addition. But I would have said that this particular portrayal, while she looked great, I thought Natara's inclusion was a bit disappointing because... Oh, God, yes. You, you barely see her. And literally, the the you know the one time you get to see her in all her glory flying around, she literally gets cut in half and doesn't even get a single <laughs> blow on Kung Lao. Like, I know the whole flawless victory thing was built around that. But it was disappointing to see, you know, he easily could have, you know, they could have had a few, you know, NPCs, so to speak, you know, yeah. just some random people that could have been. He was like meat. Victoried. Yeah, meat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, mocap just walks in and. You know, um, <laughs> where am I? I don't know where I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they could have done so much more with her character, even, even just to have one scene with her, you know, like, you know, latching onto someone's shoulder or something to make her seem, you know, really intense. Yeah. Uh, from the leaked footage that was revealed of Lisa Cadwell, who originally um, played the character, it looks like there's, like, blood pouring from her mouth almost. So maybe she did do just that. Uh, It just seems like she was basically, you know, cannon fodder just thrown in to show a cool fatality, which which really kind of hurts me because I'm a huge Natara fan personally. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would have loved to see more of her character or at least, at least a a decent fight scene. But (laughs) there literally wasn't even a fight scene. Just a swoop down, bam, you're done. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, ah, come on. Yeah. (laughs) And I guess um, (laughs) something that the... um, you know, the crew need to consider too is the the game has such an established character and fan base. Um, yes, and so you can't really just grab a character and attack them on just to have extra characters in. Like each character needs to have, you know, they need to be respected. An exceptional, they need to, you know, they need to have their moment to. You know, you don't want to establish who they are and then yeah. thirty seconds later they're dead because it's like, what's the point? Yeah, uh, the, I forget who it was specifically, but uh, I think even some people who worked on the film said that uh, each character has their moment to shine, quote unquote. Um, I know they kind of aimed for that, you know, as well as they could. But uh, as you said, I think they really, really got to be careful with that, though. And they should really uh, look into that even more the next time around, because uh, the fan base Basis, uh, it's just so passionate towards a, a specific character that uh, they've really got to redeem themselves if they are inside this movie. You don't want, uh, you know, another kind of MK annihilation type thing where they just kind of throw exactly. random characters in there for two seconds. It's just not going to cut it. Yeah, for sure. Too bad you will die. Will die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, please, man. Please. Please no that, no no cheese no cheese and I'm glad there was no cheese in this movie because yeah yeah I'm sorry if um you know this part of the podcast induces any nightmares <laughs> oh. <laughs> we apologize greatly um, exactly. yeah exactly. yeah I I agree I like how this movie um didn't kind of um, make things too ridiculously corny obviously you know there's some campiness you know for mortal Kombat. Yep. that's to yep. be expected yep. but it wasn't um it wasn't cringeworthy it wasn't an overabundance it was exactly. uh, a, just a, just a right amount uh, for what the fans want to see and uh yeah i i really enjoyed their take and betrayal of the mortal Kombat universe 
Absolutely. Now, final thoughts. Um, I guess I thought it was probably the one of the best video game movies that I've ever seen. Hands um, down. You know, I mean, with that being said, that doesn't say much because a lot of them are dumpster fires. Um, but I think, yeah, this movie was it was a great start. Yes. I think we probably will see a tournament finally in if there is a sequel. And yeah. um, I'm sort of torn on a score. Um, I probably would give it maybe an 8 out of 10. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, I think maybe let's go 8 out of 10 purely because it showed promise. Um, you know, they had to endure a pandemic too, which would have thrown things out as well. Um, but I think overall, it was a great start. And I think... Um, you know, they, they can definitely improve from here. That's for oh, sure. Certainly. The movie definitely has its flaws. Um, mm -hmm. But overall, I thought it was a bunch of fun um, being able to see it in the cinema with a few friends and, um, you know, the general public that made me appreciate it a bit more. Oh, certainly, yeah. Um, and one thing I did forget to mention was um, at first I thought Gora looked a bit strange, but after seeing the movie a second time, I thought he was fantastic and the fight scene with him was was, was great. Yes, I, I highly agree. I think um, he looked great. Um, a lot of people hate how Cole just kind of defeated him almost too easy at the end there. But, I mean, you know, watching that fight scene again, um, for the major for the damn majority of the fight, he pretty much does get his ass stopped, though. And uh, I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was very impressed with um, what they did with Goro, personally. Yeah. And what do you think? What are your final thoughts on the movie, score-wise? And in terms of a rating, I would give it like a, an eight point five out of ten, and that's you know me being very gracious. I would say a lot of people wish that they, it kind of sounded more similar to the video games, and I'm I'm not sure if maybe that's what you're thinking too. Um, sure, maybe they can incorporate a little bit, uh, kind of a bit more elements of of, of that. But um, uh, I thought uh, my favorite part of the score personally uh all of the beginning once again uh that whole yeah. uh, intro scene the first 10 15 minutes the score was so phenomenal uh, that's yeah, where it I, really I think, really stuck out yeah my um my absolute favorite track in the movie was the lord raiden track when raiden zaps in and picks up the child and then ah, you, know, yes. you see the mortal Kombat title like that track stands out to me um mm -hmm. flicking through some of the other tracks i don't think it was that great to be honest um i do love that real grand orchestral sound but mm -hmm. i think a lot of the tracks sounded the same okay. i think again the opening scene track and the lord raiden track were fantastic and the the track at the end when scorpion and sub-zero were fighting with the little bit of techno syndrome thrown in that was fantastic <laughs> but <laughs> yes, i think yes. in between it was good but it wasn't great yeah, and just one last thing. One last thing I, I wanted to, to point out um, in terms of uh, any type of flaws, um, they they definitely need to extend the fight scenes. I feel um, a lot of them yeah. felt way too short, uh, and Absolutely. you can you can tell there was some dodgy editing there. Um, <laughs> you know, if you look at movies like, for example, The Raid. The fight choreography is just out of this world. And a lot of us were kind of expecting that with this movie. They really, really hyped up the fight scenes. And as much as, as they were fun to watch, and they certainly were, um, there's still, you know, a large, uh, you know, th there's a lot of improvement 
still that needs to be done um i just hope that um that uh yeah they'll definitely give the fans what they want uh, in in that regard for sure yeah and i think you know as a huge fan of jackie chan and jet lee and a lot of their movies you know some of those fight scenes gone for like five minutes yeah you know, and they're, they're jumping around the place and i love you know when when a fight scene starts even Ip man um you know a lot of those movies the fight scenes start and when they start you just want more and more whereas yeah this movie i feel like they were over way too quickly yeah for sure all right well i guess that wraps up our initial reaction to the mortal kombat movie um yeah. I guess in closing the podcast, you know, it's been fun. This is a first time for both of us. So, you know, don't judge us too harshly. Um, yeah. But yeah, whichever platform you're listening on, feel free to subscribe or follow, leave a rating, leave a comment, a review. Um, and we do want to get the community involved too. So, you know, if you have a question, if you have your own take on Mortal Kombat, you know, the movie that you'd like to share um, or anything else you'd love to share with the community, um, open up the voice memos app on your phone or tablet and um, record yourself and send it to mail at kamidogu.com and we'll be sharing those in the very next podcast. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, yeah, like I said, it's been a, a whole heap of fun. <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got the first one out of the way and yeah, we can't yeah. wait to do the next one. All right, guys. Well, Toasty, it was great um, you know, having this chat with you and yeah, looking forward to the very next podcast. Absolute pleasure. All right, man. Well, you have a good one. Take care, guys.